Hi, welcome to Bare Naked Worship, finding the sacred in the ordinary. My name is Donna, and I want to share one of my favorite of all time stories that I've written. This one is called Lessons Learned from a Ladybug. They said we couldn't have dogs or cats in our apartment. They didn't say anything about ladybugs. Chloe, four, decided recently that it was high time the Reams girls had a pet of their own. Out she went to search for one. Thirty minutes later, she'd found what she was looking for. Mama, can we put this ladybug in a jar and call her Ashley? I stared down at the fat little red and black bug nestled in my daughter's sweaty hand and tried hard not to laugh. This was serious. This was our family pet. You can't walk a ladybug. You can't pet it unless you do so very carefully. Sleeping with a ladybug is generally out of the question, but you, you can name one and you can love it. Ashley the ladybug lived in a small glass mason jar, complete with a supper of grass blades and rich cracker crumbs, courtesy of Chloe, for one whole evening at our house. Chloe watched her like a hawk. She held that jar close to her chest and protected Ashley from the curious neighbor kids and pesky two-year-old Caroline. She argued with Zoe over who Ashley loved the most. And then, nearly before it had begun, our sojourn with Ashley was over. Mama, something's wrong with Ashley, said Chloe just before bath and bedtime. She isn't moving very much and I don't think she's very happy. I took the glass jar in my hands and checked out the situation. True enough, Ashley did not appear to be thriving in our care. She lay perfectly still on a thin blade of grass. I couldn't tell if she was dead or alive. Chloe, I said, bending down to my daughter so eager for a pet of her own, Maybe Ashley misses her mama. Maybe she likes being outside more than she likes being in here. Maybe we should let her go. My little daughter looked down at her beloved ladybug and drew in a deep, shaky breath. She didn't speak for a very long minute. Finally, she looked up with a maturity that surprised and warmed me. You're right, mama, she said softly. I think we should let Ashley go. Together, we walked out to our little patch of flower garden, and together, kneeling, we helped Ashley onto an orange marigold. Nothing happened for a minute or two, and then, suddenly, we saw our little friend push out her black wings, getting ready to fly away. I held my small daughter close and waited until we couldn't see Ashley anymore, and then we went back inside. Do you think we'll ever see her again, Mama? Do you think she'll ever come back, Mama? Chloe's brown eyes were earnest, her voice a little trembly. I think so, Chloe. I think whenever we see a ladybug, we'll know it could be her. But even if she doesn't, wasn't it nice to know that she was a part of our family for a little while? I went to bed that night with a heart full of mixed emotions. I wished that I lived in a place where my daughters could have the dog or cat they want so much. I wish they didn't have to suffer loss, even that as small as losing Ashley. But most of all, I felt a sense of overwhelming awe. My daughters are daily learning how to live. They're learning what it means to be happy and content, whether or not they get everything they want or whether or not everything goes the way they want it to. They're learning how to let go when they need to and how to hold on to each other no matter what. And they're teaching me. They're teaching me that blessings can, blessings can come in the strangest of disguises. A ladybug can be a pet. Rocks can be as cherished as diamonds, and everyday life with these three little girls 
is absolutely as close to heaven as I may ever get to be. It's not easy and it's not always fun, but we're a family, the four of us, strong and resilient and close, I believe close to the very heart of God. And we know how to love. Just ask Ashley. What lessons have you learned today from something so ordinary that you just can't believe that you learned something from it? My lesson from Ashley the Ladybug came many, many years ago. Chloe was four and she's 23 now. So that was 19 years ago. And I remember during that time, I just remember that every day it seemed like I learned something new from those girls, from the children. They were just so awake and aware and alive to life. Everything was special to them and it was true. Ashley was a ladybug and she was our pet. And to this day, when we see ladybugs, we we laugh because I always say, you know, one of those might be Ashley. Of course we know it's not, but the bottom line is what what, what I learned in all these years growing up with these children is that we take life as it comes and we can, our attitude can determine whether it becomes a lesson or a stumbling block. You know, whatever you experience in life, you really can gain something from it or you can allow it to be a problem. It's really, I think, all just comes down to how you perceive it what your perception is of it. For Chloe, that ladybug was a pet, as much as if someone had brought her a brand new puppy or a kitten. I didn't, I would never have thought of a ladybug as a pet before that time, but my whole perception shifted when I looked at it through the eyes of my little girl. I'll tell you, we have had many, many, many opportunities to have dogs and cats and the girls may have even gotten into pet overload in the years since that story was written because we've been blessed by God to live in places that did allow us to have real pets, animals, dogs, cats. I don't know, however, if any pet was as much cherished by Chloe as that one little ladybug. And the lesson that she learned that day when she took care of that ladybug and she saw something in that ladybug that nobody else could see until she saw it and then once she saw it then we saw it so sometimes there may be something in your life that if you choose to see it in a different way everyone around you will also see it in a different way you know right now my father is battling with this cancer and we took him to Emory and no respect, no no offense to Emory, I respect them, but they were very cold and impersonal to him, to us, and they basically pretty much signed his death warrant right there in front of him and us in that office. Basically, they they said, get him into hospice. There's really nothing we can do. The surgery is going to be too brutal. Um, you know, we'll be back in touch, but really. Uh, My mom said something about doing radiation back in Columbus so they wouldn't have to drive to Atlanta. And they just stared at us like, why would you do that? We're the best. 
and we can do the best. But they weren't encouraging to him at all. And he left very discouraged. We all did. We were afraid. And this week, he went to his doctor, um, his oncologist that's taking care of him with other cancers that he's had, and the leukemia. And it was a totally different perspective, y'all. It was so different. This doctor said, my father said, am I going to make it? And this doctor said, you know what? I'm an optimist. I'm going to do everything I can. And we're going we're gonna to do every single thing we can. And forget the surgery. Yeah, they're right. The surgery's brutal. We're going to hop right on into some radiation and we're going to start it this week and he said we're going to go we're going to we're going to do this and we're going to do everything we can and we're not going to give up we're not going to give up he said and if it doesn't work then it didn't work but we are not it's not going to not work because we didn't try with everything we had he said we're going to get in there and do what we can my father told my mother that it was the most hopeful he'd been since this whole ordeal started this doctor gave him something to hold on to and you see the difference my father still has the exact same cancer it's still progressing at the exact same alarming rate but because of the perception and because of the way that the people in Emory, what they did and how they saw it, they were looking at it more of a clinical kind of a situation. They don't know my father from Adam. He's just another patient. But his doctor in Columbus, he, you know, he may not be, he may not have all of the um, reputation that Emory has, but he knows my father, and that makes all the difference because he has taken care of him before. He knows what a fighter Papa Jim is. He's watched him survive heart attacks and strokes. He's watched him survive leukemia. He's watched him go through all this stuff, and he knows that my father is a fighter, and he's a champion at fighting, too. He's very good. So his perception was totally different from the perception of the doctors at Emory that really had... They just saw an 83-year-old man come in with a very, very scary diagnosis, and they addressed it, and they and there's no, nothing wrong with that. It's just that their perceptions were totally different of the situation. So maybe if you're facing something today in your life, and on the outside it looks so grim, and it looks like there's no hope, or it just looks like, oh my gosh, you know, you're not going to be able to make it through this. You're just not, or your family's not, or whatever. Maybe take a step back, pray about it. Maybe go to sleep, take a nap, go have a nice dinner. Do something to get yourself kind of out of that immediate stress level of the whole situation and try to see if you can look at it from a different perspective. You know, if a ladybug can be a pet, then there's really pretty much no limit. I mean, anything can be changed and looked at differently. I just want to say a quick prayer. God, we love you. We need you. And this is a season of thankfulness, but there are people in this season that are going to be sad and alone, and they're not going to have anyone to celebrate Thanksgiving with, Father. But we pray right now that you will provide comfort and encouragement and love and support and reassurance and hope to every single person who listens to this podcast. Father, I just pray that as we enter into the month of November, that every single day this month, you will give us a different perspective on whatever's happening in our lives, that we will be able to see that anything can happen. Anything can happen. The, the ordinary can become extraordinary. And truly, truly, there's so much sacred to be found in the ordinary, simple, everyday 
lives that we live. We thank you so much. I thank you for Chloe and for the vision that she had as a four-year-old little girl and the vision that has still kept her optimistic and hopeful and able to see life in a completely completely unique and different and fresh perspective even at the age of 23 she hasn't lost that childlike wonder i thank you so much we praise you we love you and we pray this in jesus name amen